0: Welcome everybody to episode four of Talking Schmodown. I am Josh, the Merck Rainer, owner of Merc with a Movie blog, and this is uh, it, it's a. It's it's a bit of a slower week because there's not any matches to talk about. But I wanted to make sure I got on here, you know, gave a, gave us an episode and talked about some of the news that was going on in the world of the Schmodown. There's actually a decent amount uh, that's going on, and uh, then a little bit later, I'm going to do uh, my top fives in some kind of strange categories everybody likes to do you know top five players top five entrances uh, you know top five matches I wanted to mix it up a little bit do some uh, kind of weird categories that you don't usually hear about so uh, I hope you enjoy the show and let's get ready to talk schmodown All right. Welcome back everybody. Uh it's been a pretty good week, I'd say. I hope everybody out there's having a great week. Uh for me, um you know, I live out in uh, central New York, so it's been kind of been getting hit with uh, quite a bit of snow uh this past week. So, you know, I've been kind of stuck in the house quite a bit. So, uh I'm glad I'm able to get the podcast done, you know, kind of you know, spend some time doing stuff like this, you know, stuff I love to do. So, you know, it, it's good to pass the time doing doing something that you love. Um, you know, you got, the, I definitely don't want to be going outside. I got negative three degrees out there. It's bitter cold. When I came home from work, I just going from my car to, my, to, to the door, my, my mustache and beard was all frozen up. So, yeah, if anybody else who's out there in these freezing cold temps, be careful out there. It's real cold. So, yeah, we're just going to jump right into everything that's going on in the Schmodown for the past week. Uh, if you're a member of the Patreon, you know, you've, you've probably been paying attention, seeing all the posts that they do, uh, or even if you've been uh, checking out TriviaSD.com, keeping up keeping tabs on that, you'd know that uh, Season 6 production has officially begun. Saturday uh, actually marked the first full day of production for 2019, as the crew was hard at work taping the Patreon-exclusive uh, exhibition match between the Patriots and the Schmoes. This is a match I'm really excited for so uh definitely keep your eyes out for that and i'll be talking about it when it uh when it does come up it's good to see that they're you know they're they're getting back into into everything they got you know they're starting production in studio they're you know they're filming stuff so that's it's great to hear it's you know it's coming up the live shows you know a week you know less than a week away so it's good to see that uh you know they're they're getting back into gear and and just getting stuff rolling. It's, it's it, I love it. I'm really excited for this season to see what uh, Christian has in store for us. Uh, some other news that dropped was the uh, you know with the season six starting production and everything. They also released their list of rookies for uh, this upcoming uh, year. Now they have two separate rookie classes. One for the uh, singles slash teams. And one for the uh, Inner Geekdom slash Star Wars. I'm going to start with the singles and teams. There are five new competitors in that division. Uh, the first one is Demi Adejuwebe. Uh and, and yes, I know that I pronounced that correctly because I spent ten minutes listening to a YouTube video of him uh, saying his own name over and over again because I was afraid I was going to butcher it. And I even wrote it down phonetically so that I would get it right. Demi Adejuibe. Can't wait to see this guys. So, with uh, all these rookies, uh, I am going to just kind of go through the bio that they posted on uh, trivia sd dot uh, com because you know they, they gave us a little bit of insight. Most you know most of these people, I think, other than one, I, I had no idea who they were. So, um, and you know maybe some of you guys don't know. So, I'm gonna kind of just go through uh, the bios for each person. Uh, as they have them on uh, on the site so for Demi uh, Demi is a writer and comedian who uh, has written for Marvel's New Warriors uh, NBC's The Good Place which is a fantastic show and the Late Late Show with James Corden he was a host of the podcast Gilmore Guys and currently hosts the podcast Punch Up the Jam and you can't prove he wasn't in one of the Star Wars films that's pretty funny Uh, The next one is David Del Rio. David Del Rio is a a Hispanic American actor, director, writer, and producer. He's appeared in and developed several well-known films, television, and theater productions. You may have seen David starring in Fox's Grease Live, Universal Studios' Pitch Perfect, Blumhouse's The Belko Experiment, Disney's Geek Charming, and on Broadway in The Heights. When not in front of the camera, digging into his husband duties, auditioning, or feeding into his cinephilia, uh, Del Rio digs deep behind the camera, directing short films, and on his way to directing his second feature after his directorial debut, Sick for Toys, garnered attention. A native Colombian-Cuban of Miami, Florida, Del Rio now lives in Los Angeles having dreams of New York City. The third uh, rookie for the singles uh, slash teams league is the one that I know. I didn't know, up until recently, I did not know who this person was, Um, though he was recently on uh, an episode of Collider Live, which I talked about in my other podcast, uh, After Live, which is on the same uh, podcast feed as this. You should definitely check that out. But uh, Brendan Meyer, he is uh, an actor. He's from Netflix's The OA and uh, Disney XD's Mr. Young. He was in uh, the film The Guest as well. Uh, he will be taking uh, he'll be taking the stage this year against uh, one of the other rookies uh, in February. It's one of the first uh, rookie matches uh, of the year. Uh, His bio reads, Brendan is a massive movie nerd and has been reading and researching facts about movies every day for most of his life. He's thrilled to finally have a chance to hopefully put his movie obsession to some use. The only thing that keeps him from watching movies is working as an actor. Some credits include Netflix's The OA, Disney XD's Mr. Young, and feature films The Guest and recently released All These Small Moments and When Jeff Tried to Save the World. Brendan is excited to try his luck with the whiteboard and get his spin at the wheel. Uh, when he was on Collider Live, he actually he was there with um, his uh, uh, all these small moments co-star Harley Quinn Smith, daughter of Kevin Smith, and they, were, they talked a bit about uh, you know the movie and about how um, he how excited he is to to be in the in the schmodown. Apparently, he uh, you know has attended several of the of the shows in studio and you know he loves you know the atmosphere he loves everything about it so i'm really excited you know it's great when you have somebody who comes in who's passionate about it who really loves the show and who was a fan beforehand so it's that i think that'll be fun to see i'm actually really excited for his match and he'll be facing off against like i said another rookie in uh, i believe it's february paul oyama Paul Oyama has been pegged by the chairman as a rookie to watch this season. He is the second fan to graduate from the fan leagues, uh, similar to Chance Ellison, um, and will now be playing in the movie trivia, Schmodown. When Harloff was searching for new competitors in the fan leagues, the two names that were thrown his way the most were Chance Ellison and Paul Oyama. Paul made quite a name for himself winning tournament matches in the fan leagues. He says he is ready for the prime time and will do what Chance didn't do in his singles debut: win. Sounds like a little beef might be starting—a little, little uh, fan league beef between uh, Paul and Chance. That could be an interesting match to see. Uh, we'll see how Paul fares against uh, Brendan uh, in their first match, and if uh, you know if he's showing some great promise, I think uh, I think we might see a little. Uh, Paul Chance Feud down the line. I think that could uh, be really interesting. And the uh, last rookie for this division is Liz Shannon Miller, who will actually be doing uh, both teams and singles. Uh, Now, her bio reads, Who is she? We don't know anything about Liz except this. She writes for IndieWire, and she was recommended by the Royal Family. The champion, Ethan Irwin's wife Meredith, called Christian Harloff to let him know about Liz. Liz. Meredith told me, this is to quote Christian, Meredith told me that Liz knows more than Ethan and could even beat him, uh, Harlov said when asked about his conversation with Meredith. Liz was at the Schmodown Awards, had a blast at the event, and told the chairman that she was in once the show was over. L- little else is known about her, which could be very scary. If she can indeed beat Ethan, maybe she will be the third rookie in Schmodown history to capture gold in her first season. That's pretty uh, impressive if she's that good. If she really is that good. Good enough to beat Ethan Irwin, who is the uh, current singles champion. That is impressive, and she will be a force to reckon with this season. So I'm actually really excited to see uh, what Liz has to offer. Now... Next up, we have the rookies for the Inner Geekdom and Star Wars divisions. There are three uh, new rookies coming uh, for this season. The first is uh, Andrew DiMolanta, who will be joining the Star Wars League. Uh, says, father, videographer, YouTuber, and lifelong Star Wars fan from Orlando, Florida. Andrew DiMolanta Andrew may have a film degree from the University of Central Florida, but if there's anything he knows... It's Star Wars. Calling him a nerd would be an understatement. The one thing he enjoys more than watching Star Wars is talking about it. There's no better place to do that than in the Schmodown. The ultimate place for fellow nerds to get together and celebrate the things they are most passionate about. So, you know, that's exciting to get some new blood into the Schmodown, or into the uh, the Star Wars League. Um, now, like, I, I love the, the Star Wars League, but it does, it's one of those... Things that seems like you, it's got to be kind of few and far between because of the amount of questions of this single category that, that you know they're being pulled from. Now either that or they should pull the category from other leagues. At least pull up from the singles and team leagues, uh, because I mean honestly, with it being a staple category in the inner Geekdom and then with it having its own league. It needs all the questions it can get, and should probably just leave the Star Wars questions out of singles and team. That's just my personal opinion. If you guys have any thoughts on that, feel free to jump down in the comments and let me know. Uh, Next up is David Moore, who will be joining uh, the Inner Geekdom division. Says, My name is David Moore. I'm a blurred, a black nerd. My strengths are Star Wars and comic book movies. I pay the bills as a freelance first assistant director. I am an aspiring film director. I do movie reviews on YouTube at my channel, The Real Cool Dude. On a personal note, I believe that the character, Sergeant Fourleaf, should be a staple in the black community. So you don't really get a whole lot about him with this, it's just kind of like a personal statement. Which is fine. I mean, you know, you get a little bit about who he is, but not 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 too much. So I'm interested to see, uh, you know, what he what he can do, what he's got. You know, he he's a he's got a a movie review channel, which is cool. So he obviously loves film. Um, So you know, it'll be interesting to see how in depth his knowledge is in the geekier side of film with the inner geekdom. And the last rookie is Kevin Smets, who will also be joining uh, the Inner Geekdom League. Says, As for me, I've been a fan of Schmodown for a few years, but really amped up my fandom when my friend and fellow TV editor, Rachel, started forging her path to greatness. Obviously, he's talking about Rachel Cushing, Rachel the Crusher, who is one of the best. Competitors in all three of the league, or all of the uh, the leagues that she's in, which is uh, singles, teams, and intergeekdom. She is she is definitely a a force. So the fact that he's you know friends with her and and is coming up you know through similar ranks that could be interesting. Says though through her, I really kind of dove in and caught up, attended live shows, and just fell in love. Fan of wrestling and movies, so this is a perfect combo for me. Ready to bring my almost obsessive work ethic and charisma to the inner geekdom division. That's really exciting to you know to hear. Like I said before, uh, with with, uh, with Brendan, the it's it's the passion. You know, you you really want people coming into this league who have the passion for these films, and and it sounds a lot like Kevin has that. So I'm really excited to see what uh, you know all these new rookies can bring. Like I said, that first rookie match, uh, Brendan Meyer, Paul Yama, I believe it's in, at the end of February. Uh, I think it's the last one of the last things on the schedule. I want to say it's like the 15th of February. Uh, so just go check out the schedule to double-check. Next up, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the one-year anniversary of the Movie Trivia down Patreon. Uh, Thursday, January 17th marked the one-year anniversary and with that, they are so close to their 5,000 Patreon, patron goal. They are less than 900 away. Uh, at the time of my recording, uh, the count was 4,143 patrons. That is fantastic. I remember, I think when I first signed up for the Patreon, the total was at like either 13 or 1,400 patrons. And they were trying to like they were that was like it was just after the whole um, if you get to you know twenty one or twenty five hundred whatever it was uh, patrons you know Dagnino would be commish for a week or whatever and they were really trying to drive up the patron uh, number you know trying to really get the fans involved and get people on board and to see it just just skyrocket in that amount of time is, you know, it's from the point when I joined, it's tripled the amount of patrons. And that's, and it's only, they've only been doing the Patreon for a year. And that is amazing to me. So I really, I'm really excited to see, uh, you know, what they're going to do. And, you know, get on there. $1. You can do it. I say this almost every episode, $1. I know you guys can do it. Get out there, you know, collect some cans, you know, just, do something for $1. I'm sure that you guys can find something. Do something. S- sell something for 12 bucks. You got your whole thing for a year. Boom. You know, I just... Get in there. Support the Schmodown. It is a fantastic thing. I love it. And I know you guys love it as well. Now, with the Patreon, there was a little bit of, you know, some sadder news that dropped. Patreon manager... Brienne Chandler is officially stepping down from her position, and uh, Emma Fife will be taking over. It was announced on Friday that Brienne would be stepping down from her position as the Patreon manager. Her last day in the position was apparently January seventh. All of her uh, Patreon responsibilities have now been taken over by the very talented Emma Fife. So you know, I, I have all the faith in her. Emma will also act as one of the Schmodon's two new commissioners. Uh, which you know that whole thing took place at uh, during the Commissioner Bowl at the uh, Spectacular Three. Uh, now the se- like I said, it's of two commissioners. The second has not been released yet. And actually, until I read this statement, I didn't know that it was only two. I remember him saying that there would be more than one. There would be multiple commissioners. But I didn't know that it was going to be you know it was going to be a set number of two. I thought maybe it'd be. One for each league. So like, you know, maybe like you'd have a commissioner for the singles league, a commissioner for the tag league, a commissioner for inner geekdom, a commissioner for Star Wars. So now what I'm thinking is that it's going to be singles and teams will have a commissioner. And Inner Geekdom and Star Wars together will have a commissioner. And I I feel like it'll probably be Emma. As the commissioner of the inner Geekdom slash Star Wars leagues, makes the most sense to me if they're gonna if, if Christian's planning to do it that way, um you know I, it's it's kind of like with WWE you have Raw and you have SmackDown you have different GMs for each show that's kind of what it feels like and if, I I feel like that's kind of where he's going with this so I'm excited to see who they choose to be uh, a commissioner for you know the whatever the other commissioner is going to be in charge of whether it's the you know the singles and teams or some you know doing it some other way i'm really intrigued to see who he chooses uh part of me kind of really wants to be like a like a sam levine keeps him involved something you know and you know because he was you know he left as the double belted singles and team champ i think it would actually I, i think it would work And I think he would be fair as a commissioner as well. Um, Brianne gave a a, a statement about her leaving, which I'm going to uh, read right now. It says, Dear Schmodown patrons, I wanted to let you know that January 7th was my last day as the Movie Trivia Schmodown Patreon manager. Bringing the Patreon to life for the Schmodown and keeping the lights on for the show was an ambitious and rewarding job that tested me in ways I wasn't expecting. I have learned a lot about you, the patrons, and I have felt felt closer to the community because of our Patreon. Deciding to step back from the role I originated as manager has proved difficult. However, I have some family business that needs attending, and I know it would be too challenging to juggle both. I am thankful that I had this time with you and I know you will be in good hands going forward with Emma Fife leading the charge. Hopefully you will still see me call a match here or there in Season 6, but in case you don't see me, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Sincerely, Brianne Chandler. Uh, Brianne also told TriviaSC.com that her future as a Schmodown competitor is uncertain. And that she quote unquote won't be competing in singles, but is leaving the door open for teams. However, she said she would still love to be involved in any exhibition matches that seem like a good fit for her. Uh, she recently did the, um, the the holiday movies match. It was her, uh, Stacy Howard, Mark Riley, and uh, John Rokin. That was that was a fun match, and so I really loved seeing her there. You know, so I, I would love to see her. In you know other exhibition matches, maybe uh, maybe a bit of a dance off, or should I say a, a dance movie off between her and uh, the Beast? You know they both love their their dance movies, and I think I'd love to see that exhibition match. William the Beast, Bibiani, and Miss Movies, Breanne Chandler duking it out o- over uh, a full match of dance movies. I think that'd be uh, a great one to see, personally. And uh, the last little bit of news that I wanted to talk about uh, is that access to the live stream for the New York show is now available for purchase. Uh, The $10 and up patrons will receive their link to the live stream and instructions on how to access it on January 25th, the day before the event. But if you are not at that tier or you're not a patron at all and still want to watch the live stream, you can head over to TriviaSD.com and purchase uh, your ticket to the live stream right now for a one-time cost of only $2.99. That's a really good price. So hop on over there, you know, grab your ticket, or sign up for uh, the $10 tier, and, and, and you know, then you'll be able to enjoy a whole lot of other stuff as well in all of the live events that come about. The live New York show will take place on January 26th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Now, be sure to check this one out. It's going to be a great ma- a great show with a couple of great matches. Uh, I know the undercard. It's gonna, you know, the show's gonna start off with uh, Janine the Machine facing off against the Cobra Chance Ellison, which should be really good. A couple of rookies from 2018 coming in to uh, start off uh, the season. And then uh, we will have the big match, the main event, the uh, schmodown singles title will be on the line, with champion Ethan Big Time Irwin defending against dangerous Dan Merle. That is going to be an epic showdown. If Dan can be in form and and just and just go, I think it's going to be fantastic. Whether he wins or not, I don't know, because Ethan is he he is. A force, you know, he is something else, man. I don't even know how to describe Ethan Irwin. He, every time I've watched his matches, it's insane how much knowledge is packed inside his brain. So uh, Merle's gonna have his work cut, cut out for him, but I, I, he's definitely got a got a shot at this. And no matter what, I know they're going to bring it. All the way at this event, so you don't want to miss that. Um, the show will be hosted by uh, Christian Harloff and Mark Ellis, uh, and it, but it won't be available to the public until February 1st. So make sure you get your tickets. Uh, sales for the uh, access to the live stream will end on January 26th at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. So make sure you get your access uh, before then. Make sure you get on there and either sign up for the $10 tier or pay your two ninety nine and make sure that you uh, are, are, are getting in for, for this uh, this event. All right, and that wraps up everything in Schmodown News for the week. Now, like I said, I wanted to do, uh, for the end of the show, I wanted to do some top fives but switch it up a little bit, you know? So I'm going to do some odd categories of things that people don't tend to do the top fives for when it comes to the Schmodown. And my first category will be the top... My, no, the, okay, first off, I'm going to preface this by saying these are my personal favorite choices, okay? It's not like I'm not going through and like, oh, what are the stats on this or that and, and trying to figure that out. These are my top fives all right so the things that the ones that i like the best that that's just the way it is um all right so the first one will be the top five wheel slices i thought this would be a fun one to do fun one to start off with um now i'm not doing these in any real particular order i didn't really want to order them Uh, so i'm just kind of kind of go through my list of five I, you know, might have a honorable mention here or there for uh, some of the categories. But yeah, so the first one is The Kevin Smith Slice. Now, I love Kevin Smith films. I, you know, I've been watching them ever since I was about 10 years old and I first discovered Mallrats. And when they first introduced The Kevin Smith Slice, that was one of the first times I was like, "Oh yeah, I got this slice locked down." And I, anytime that they have landed on it, you've gotten questions from it. I get those questions completely right because I've wa- I've watched all his films so many times. I know I know him backwards and forward, and so it, it, that is one of the ones I love to see. It doesn't come up very often. For one, it's not on the wheel very often, and for two, it doesn't get landed on very often and i know that sometimes it's been landed on and spun away from so i don't get to see it happen very often but when i do it is what now if i was going to rank them that one would probably be my number one um it is one of my it is definitely one of my favorites Uh, i love seeing it and uh, i'd love to see more of it heck i'd love to see just see kevin smith come on the show that would be great i talk a little bit about that during my uh episode of after live you should go check that out as well The next one might seem a little strange to some people, and that's the movie release dates slice. Now, the reason that I put this on my list is not because I'm necessarily good at at it or anything like that, because I'm really not. I usually get within like one year of it, but obviously that's not going to cut the mustard when it comes to getting points in the Schmodown. Now, the reason that I love this slice is is because of how much drama surrounds it. How much it's really the one of the only slices that has essentially has storyline built around it. You know, with Mance and uh, Bateman, and they even did an entire exhibition match. It was all movie release dates, and it was it was really cool to watch. Um, so I love anytime that's there. It, it's just It's fun to see who's really good at it, who's really not. Um, It's one of those, you you never know if you should give it to someone because they might knock it out of the park. But yeah, so it's one of those, I really actually enjoy it when it lands on it's. It's interesting to see. It creates a little bit of drama, and and, uh, I think that's necessary for a show like this. Uh, The next one is uh, the 90s slice, the 1990s, that decade of the 90s. The reason that I put this on my list is because the 90s was my decade for film. Uh I was born in 84, so I grew up, you know, my grew up in the 90s and that's when my 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 love for film took place. You know, I watched I watched and loved all those real crappy uh, 90s action flicks, you know, like you know, Broken Arrow and uh Freaking, I don't there's so many of them. Con Air, I mean, Con Air is a good, yeah, I love the movie, but it's, it's got that 90s cheesy schmaltz, just like Face Off. I love these movies, but they are, they aren't the best in, in necessarily in quality. But that's what I love about the 90s slice, is that you never know what, and I mean, this is true for any of the decade slices, really. You never know what you're going to get. You could get some weird, obscure flick but the thing about the 90s is i've seen a lot of them and that's something that you know it excites me when like an obscure flick that i've seen pops up uh in it with a question it's like yeah that's really cool because i know this and maybe no one else on the on the you know in the match does and that has happened occasionally and so i it's one of those i really enjoy seeing and that's another one that doesn't come up very often but I really dig that one because you can get some really kind of interesting questions for movies that people probably have only seen once and have avoided ever since. And really will make them dig deep into their knowledge or go back and watch and and force them to watch some of these flicks. So that's why it's on my list. The next one. Is Festival Darlings. This is sim- the, the reason that this is on there is similar to the movie release dates. It's got a little bit of controversy, a little bit of drama behind it. You know, it, it's it's new. It's only been hit a couple of times, but I've really recently started getting more into indie film, and that's really what this is. This is it's really essentially it's an indie film slice. Um, so I, I like that it, it's giving these indie films a bit more love. So you know, anything that gives independent film more love is is a okay by me and should definitely be happening. So uh, I hope we get to see a little bit more of festival darlings in the 2019 uh, season. And my last pick for wheel slices is Pixar. I love Pixar films. I have a, a young daughter who loves them. I've watched. I've probably watched all three of the Toy Story movies about fifty, sixty times inside of a two to three month period um she watched them on loop every single day and when i say every single day i mean every single day and then she would switch to you know a different set of uh, of them we we did monsters the the two monsters inc movies there for a while and then she would just pick other ones uh we watched coco a billion times so i you know I, I love Pixar. I, I'm a big fan of animated films and I anytime the Pixar slice comes up, I, I dig it because it's it's one of the ones that I tend to you know actually know the answers to. And it's, it's fun to see who doesn't know animation very well because that is something that y- you can tell when certain people don't have a knack for animation or when certain people do. And those are the types of things that you want to keep in mind especially as, as a player you want to be like oh okay this this player not very good at animation so if it comes up opponent's choice hit him with some Pixar hit him with some animated films something like that you know you got that's part of playing the game you got to remember this kind of stuff keep a notebook guys do something like that that's what I would do granted I probably wouldn't do very well in general in the schmodown I'd love to try it but I probably wouldn't do very well uh, I'd, I'd probably uh I, you know, I'll take a match with like a with like a Josh McCougar, you know, do something with the Wild Bears. That would be a hilariously fun match. And I, probably, I, I think the pressure would be off a little bit, something like that. Anyways, um, so that was it for the wheel slices. I wanted to mention a couple others that uh, I'd like to see more of. I know that there was, I think there was only, as far as I can remember... I wasn't able to confirm this, but as far as I can remember, there was only one match, and I think it was an Inner Geekdom match, that utilized a video game movies slice. Now, this is one that I was championing for for quite a long time. Uh, you know, they kept, you know, people would always bring up, oh, well, if you could choose a new slice, what would you choose? What would you choose? And I always said video game movies because there are tons of, of video game movies out there. Now, some people would argue, oh, you shouldn't have to force the you know competitors to watch all these crappy movies. Okay, well, like I was talking about with the '90s slice, there's a lot of crappy movies in the '90s. So, what are we? Just, are they just supposed to leave out those films because they shouldn't force competitors to have to watch them? It's like I I don't think that that's I. That's just not fair to the game. All right. You know, you want to have an interesting game. You want to have more well rounded competitors. They need to watch, they need to be able to watch bad films. And if they don't remember the stuff, hey, then that's a detriment to their gameplay. But I really do think a video game movie slice would be a great addition to uh to the league and whether it's just in inner geekdom even if that's the case even if you started off there put it just in inner geekdom let it you know run its course have it on you know as part of the rotation have it on there all the time you know it's like you're always you only got so many categories in uh inner geekdom so you know you eventually probably get at least one question one video game question uh video game movie question in each match, anyways, so I, I really think that it, it needs to be brought brought into it into the league more, and then maybe brought into the singles and uh, and team leagues as well. Who knows? The other one, which I'm not actually sure if there's ever been a slice. Again, I wasn't able to confirm this. I, I reached out, wasn't able to confirm if this was ever a slice. For some reason, I feel like it was, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And that would be the uh, holiday movies slice. Um, after seeing the holiday movies uh, exhibition match, I really enjoyed what they did there. And you, there's so many things you can do with uh, holiday movies. You know, it, it, it's it's pretty broad. You know, you got lots of different holidays. It could be anything from Christmas and Thanksgiving, you know, to New Year's. You know, if there's a St. Patty's Day movie, a Mother's Day movie, anything like that. You know, because they're all holidays. So I think I think that would be a good one to add uh, to the wheel as well. Let me know what you guys think. What are your top five wheel slices? What you think of my choices? And uh, if, if you could get some some new slices added on, what would you pick? Let me know in the comments. My next category is the top five announcers for the Schmodown. Not announcing teams. These are individual announcers. I thought about doing announcing teams, but then I was like, ah, oh, it's a bit much. I just, I just wanted to focus on just the individual people. Um, and, and then you could just mix and match these people because they're all fantastic. Um, now, to preface, I am leaving both Mark and Christian off this list mainly because they would be the top two. And that would eat up two slots in mine. And I'd like to give a little, you know, a little bit of attention to some of the other people who've been on the desk. So you know, Mark and Christian are fantastic. They are the the best, in my opinion, on the table, especially when they're together. So you know, like I said, I'm just I'm going to leave them off. I wanted to talk about them real quick, but they're not on my official list of my top five announcers. They're like above it. You know, it's like a special level for them. Uh, my first one is Ken Knapsock, the pit boss himself. Every time he is on the desk, it is fantastic. He knows how to work the mic. He, you know, I'm sure a lot of that has to do with his, you know, his wrestling training and everything like that um, and being uh, a, you know, a stand-up and all that kind of stuff. But he is fantastic as an announcer for the schmodown, I love every time he he's on it and and he needs to be on it more. You don't get to see him in general a lot We did get to see him a bit more during this uh, the last uh, the back end of of 2018 because he was you know doing a bit more managing type stuff and, and, and out there a little bit more and now with inside schmodown coming back, uh, you know we'll see a bit more of him in general. So, but I would definitely like to see him on, on the desk a bit more. The next one is Brienne Chandler. Now, we just talked about how uh, she is, you know, uh, retiring from essentially from singles play and from the uh, Patreon, but she did say that she would she would love to do some other stuff and still be involved. And I th- I really enjoyed you know the times that she has been on the desk. Bringing you know a different type of flavor to the announce table, I I hope that she you know continues to do stuff, and I'd love to see more of her on the desk. Um, now my next one, someone who she actually recently did uh, teamed with essentially on on the table. It was her, Mark Ellis, and this person. Mr. Brad Gilmore. He is uh, one of the hosts of uh, the Schmodown Rundown. This guy is so good on the mic. He, I, I can't believe that it took this long to get him on on, you know, on the table. But spec, you know that first uh, during the Commissioner Bowl at the Spectacular, Spectacular Three. He really wowed me on the desk and I really need to see more of him there. He it was something special and Brad Gilmore all the way, let's get him back on the desk. Another great one was uh, William the Beast Bibiani. He ha- he is so fun on the desk. His banter with whoever he's there with, it doesn't matter. He will just It's like in wrestling you have the play-by-play commentator and the color commentator. And William Bibbiani is definitely the color commentator. He is the one who kind of gives off funny, funny jokes and anecdotes and everything like that, and keeps it keeps it fun, you know, fresh and, and and alive and upbeat, and keeps the energy flowing when he's on the desk. And I love it, and it's it's just great. He's you know he's like a, a pun master, <laughs> and I anytime he's there, it's a welcome pleasure to see. And my last one uh, is. Jen Sturger, Jen, uh, she usually just does the backstage stuff, such as like the you know like the backstage interviews and all that stuff, like the post game interviews and all that. Um, but I really, she she's really good on the mic as well. She spent time in WWE as a as a back uh, a backstage uh, personality, and so she she knows how to talk on the mic, and she's got like a snarky kind of sarcastic uh, personality, and I really like that. Especially if she's paired with the right person, I kind of want to see her and and, and uh Bibiani kind of going teaming up for for being on the table. I think that would be a great little match, uh, a great little matchup on the table. The uh, William the Beast, Bibiani, Jen Sturger. I, I make it happen. Come on, Christian, let's make that happen. Now I do have one honorable mention. For someone who uh, was on the table, and this was just like a personal fave, not just because of him, but because of the actual match that took place, and that is the one, the only, the icon, Bruce Campbell. Uh, he was there for the uh, horror-themed match between uh, Schnepp and uh, Whitney Seibold, and it—he was so funny. Um, on you know, just the you know things that he would talk about giving away answers it was hilarious. I'm not saying I would necessarily want him on a normal match, maybe on an exhibition match he could do um I wish is what he was there for. It was it was uh it was actually the Ash it was Ash versus Evil Dead so it was Schnepp and uh one of the the actors from that show and Whitney and, and one of the other actors from the show. Um and uh, I think doing another type of exhibition match that would be fun to have someone like him back on the table. But yeah, he was he was definitely a fun. One. That's why he he definitely made my honorable mentions list. And that wraps up the uh, announcer, the top announcers category. Let me know uh, who your top announcers are. Is there someone different, someone I didn't talk about? Let me know uh, who your top announcers for the Schmodown are in the comments below. My third category is top five nicknames all right so these are you know players nicknames top five now my uh, first one is Rachel the crusher Cushing it's a fantastic name uh, she plays into it so well and when I love uh, when she started coming out and crushing the tomato it was it was awesome she really kind of just like she really. Just dove into this this character, this gimmick essentially of the Crusher, and I, I love I don't know just what it brought to her. It kind of I feel like it it I feel like it gave her like a like a sense of confidence, you know, with this name and everything. And, and and that's that's one of the things I love about it. My next one is Mark Baby Carrots Ellis. This is just a fun name that he like a, similar to Rachel. He has really played it up, and that's what's made it entertaining and funny it's like a weird name but he really plays it up like the one time where he come came out in an orange like in a carrot costume and that was just awesome because he is baby carrots mark ellis love it uh my next one is classy clark wolf it's a simple name but it speaks volumes about her character she is the epitome of class she is one of my favorite players. She would be on my top, if I was going to do a top five players list, she would be probably in my top three if not if not higher. Um, and, and the, the, the the name Classy, Classy Clark Wolf, it really defines her character to a T. She goes out there. She doesn't mess around like she does. She you know, she loves to do her entrances, but once she's there, once she's in the match, she is all business, but she she doesn't sink to some of these other people's levels. She like like her name says, she keeps things classy. And that's what I love about her and that's what I love about the name. The next one is John the Outlaw Roca. Now, as you've seen with with many of the ones that I have picked, a lot of it is about how you take the name, and and incorporate it into your character. How you how you personify that nickname, and John Rocha is one of the best at doing this. He is the outlaw. You know, it, it's it's more than just a gimmick. It's who he is. He you know, John the outlaw Roca with the hat and the V for Vendetta mask. That is him. He, you know, that attitude, that you know, that competitive nature, that spirit, that drive, that's all John Roca, and I, th- I don't think any other name would fit. You know, it's it's a perfect, perfect nickname for uh, for someone like him, and he, again, just like Clark, he is one of my favorite competitors as well, and would absolutely be in my top five list, uh, somewhere in there. And my final uh, n- top five nickname is Josh the Wild man Macuga. now Josh Macuga, sometimes I don't pers- you know particularly uh you know agree with things that he does or says or whatever outside of you know the schmodon and whatnot uh, if you listen to my other show after live you have probably heard a bit about uh about that I vented quite a bit but In general, I love the guy, and the Wild Man gimmick is a fantastically entertaining thing, and the name is not just apropos for that character, but it spawned a fantastic name for a tag team with the Wild Berries, because you have the Wild Man and Elliot Dewberry to make the Wild Berries, and you can't overlook how fantastic you know they they are as a team they may not they may not be the best stats wise but they are by far the most entertaining team to ever hit this the schmodown stage and it all starts with the wild man the wild man Josh McCuga love that guy uh, he does some fantastic stuff. Like I said before, don't always agree with him. Sometimes, it's kind of clash, but still love the guy. Keep on rocking! All right, that wraps up the top five nicknames. Who are your guys' favorites? Uh, you know, are any of them from my list? Do you have some more obscure ones? Maybe some from even from you know, like seasons one and two? Maybe. Uh, what do you got? Let me know. Sound off in the comments. Who are your top five nicknames? of the schmodown. All right. My penultimate category is top five entrance themes. Uh, this one I thought would be a fun one to do. People talk about their top entrances all the time, but not necessarily the entrance themes. Um, now, for me, what I chose to do is I didn't really look at the themes that were you know used once, like there are a lot of players out there who really get into um, the cosplay and everything, and that's fine. Those are great entrances. I love that. But when it comes to a theme, it's more about that you hear the theme and you instantly know, oh shit, this person is coming, you know, out. Now, obviously, if you're watching the schmodown. You know who's coming out, but when you have something like say the free for all, that is a perfect a perfect time to showcase your entrance theme and showcase how important an entrance theme really is. Because for instance, last year's free for all, when Dan Merle's music went off, everybody was like, "Whoa, Dan Merle is here!" because they recognized that music. But it wasn't him, and so it really it, it knowing that that was Dan Merle's music, and then it being Andrew Guy coming out, that really added to everything that they were doing. It really kind of added to the drama of it all, and 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 and, and put people in a certain in, in a certain feeling about the whole situation. So, um, so like I said, these are my top entrances, top five entrances, and these are ones that are. Like set entrances that are used, um, that, that were at least were. If some, I think, I think at least one of them uh, might not be used anymore, but I've still really loved it, and it was used for quite a while. So, here we go. Um, uh, the first one I'm going to mention Ben Bateman's I'm So Humble from uh, the pop, the movie Pop Star, uh, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Watch out! I I love that song and every time it, it goes off, I, I can't help but sing and dance to it and the way Ben comes out to it is perfect like the swagger that he that he comes out to and the the smug arrogance that he has um, for his, for this character it, it works perfectly with this song and I absolutely adore it. Uh, next up is Christian Harloff's theme. It's No, no Chance in Hell, It's the Vince McMahon WWE theme. No chance, that's what you got. I, I am a big wrestling fan, so I love uh, that theme in general. It's, it's not something that you hear very often because Vince doesn't necessarily come out all the time, so you don't necessarily hear you know the No Chance in Hell theme. But when Christian started using it, it, was perfect because he he's the chairman, it, he's the commit, you know he he is the guy who runs it all, so it, it's great to uh, it was a great choice for him to go with. My third pick is Jay Washington, Glorious Domination, the uh, Bobby Roode's WWE theme. Glorious. I will defend, I will defend. Um, this one, similar to uh, Ben Bateman's, is one that I can't not sing to when it comes on. And uh, when Jay would come out and he would do the the whole Bobby Roode uh, uh, turn around and put his arms out, it, I loved it. It was fantastic. He's a big, you know, he's a wrestler, so you know he's he's a wrestling fan. And obviously, so it was. I loved when he. I don't think he uses it anymore. But I loved when he did use it. Um, and honestly, I'd be cool if he started using it again. Because I loved it. It was fantastic. It was just great. And it kind of gave, gave a little bit of that, you know, almost like cockiness that Jay has. It really kind of just put it out there in the music. And I really dug that. Uh, the next one is uh, Top 10 uh, Slash John Roca's The Champ Is Here by Jadakiss. The champ, the, champ the, champ the champ is here! The champ is here! The champ is here! This is just such it's it gets stuck in your head. It's just the champ is here! Boom! T- t- goom, boom. the Champ is here. It's just really it's a really fun tune. It's it, like I said, it's catchy, it gets stuck in your head. And it's it's wrestling themed again. It's not specifically, but the whole the champ is here. That's John Cena from WWE. So I, I love that 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 I, I had never heard this. I th- honestly I thought it was like a like a custom song or something, but it it, it wasn't. And so it was fascinating to find that out. But I love hearing it. And that's again, that that music goes off. It's like, oh yeah, this is John freaking Roka coming out. That's right. He is going to do some he's gonna wreck some shop over here or something. And so like I loved it. And and seeing top ten come out during you know, with it, ah, it was fantastic. they were one of my favorite teams, so I'm real sad that they're not a team anymore. But yeah, definitely that that's on my top list. And my my fifth now, this isn't necessarily my number five. This is probably my one or two. My, my, it's it's in it's in my top two definitely of favorite entrance themes, and that is the Patriots slash Jeff Snyder's "I'm Shipping Up to Boston" by the Dropkick Murphys. First off. It's a fantastic song. Second off, the music itself, it's just, it gets into your soul. You know, you just, you feel it and you can't help but just like, like, I didn't particularly like the Patriots, but when they came out, man, I, I, would find myself almost like having to stop myself from cheering for them. Cause like, yeah, I love this music. It just, it gets you going. It gets you pumped. And uh, it, it's fantastic. It's one of the reasons why I, I was always kind of conflicted when it came to the Patriots and, and to Jeff Snyder and everything like that. So, but hopefully Jeff will you know continue doing his stuff and still use this theme. And I really hope we get to hear it again during the Patriots schmoes exhibition match because I love that theme. I do have one honorable mention that I wanted to to, to talk about. And that is Drew McWeeny's uh, Godfather theme. I thought I think that it was a perfect theme for him. It fits so well. Uh, it really kind of it gave the gravitas to quote John Roca gave the gravitas to the character of the Godfather, Drew McWeeny, and I it really it really worked well with his kind of subdued personality. And I, I I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, at first I really didn't care for Drew. I you know, but he really grew on me, and now he's one of my favorite. Especially after his time with Sam Levine, he really Sam really got him to open up. Uh, his personality has really grown, and his character has really grown. And uh, and he's he's one of my one of my favorite competitors now. So uh, you know, I can't wait to see uh, more of him and hear more of, of his of his theme as well. And my final top five category of today is my top five defunct teams. So this is teams that have broken up that are no longer uh, together. Uh, now most of these teams might seem obvious to you. There are lots of teams that have broken up, but when I you know when I looked at the entirety of the teams that had broken up. I had to say to myself, which teams did I, do I, you know, do I miss? Which teams did I love the most and, and, you know, were the most, you know, entertaining or or this. And so these are the ones that I came up with. The first one I'm going to mention is uh, the Schmoes. That is Christian Harloff and Mark Ellis. I mean, they're the Schmoes. They are the guys who originated this. They, you know, they are, they're the guys, so, of course, I had to put them on here. They were a great team. They were a force to be reckoned with. They were um, um, team champs at one point. And so, there's no way I could leave them off this list. Um, they were fantastic. Out of all the people on my list, there's only actually one team that that didn't capture gold. And I'll eventually get to them. Uh, next up is above the line, that is Drew McWeeny and Sam Levine. Now this team, this was, you know, a fairly new team, and they rose through the ranks, just crushing team after team after team. They flew through the team tournament, and then after a couple of tries, managed to dethrone uh, the Patriots and. Take the gold and then defended against the Patriots. The second time, they're the only team to beat the, the the Patriots. So they definitely had to be on this team. It's sad that Sam had you know decided to hang up the belts and you know cause above the line to you know to become defunct and, and end up on this list. But you know they they are fantastic and they deserve you know everything that they earned and uh you know i wish we could see more from them maybe one day we'll get just like with the schmoes and pagers maybe one day we'll get uh, an exhibition match uh with with above the line maybe it'll be like above the line and top 10 you know one more time or something who knows that could be that could be entertaining and speaking of top 10 they are uh, my next teams that i'm going to talk about John Roca and Matt Nose, Team Top 10. I absolutely love these guys. Uh, now, you know, yeah, they had their ups and downs, definitely. Um, Matt wasn't always on on point, but I loved watching him play. I love him as a person. He's fantastic. I love the Top 10 show. So uh, Top 10, they're tag champs as well. So you, you can't deny that that they were something special, that they had... They had something special about them, and it's just a shame. You know, I understand why Matt decided to uh, to retire. I get it. You know, his heart wasn't fully in it the way a lot of the other people are, and the way you know, with with everything growing, you really it's re- you really got to be fully in it. You know, and you know he he recognized that he wasn't, so he had he left, and now they're on on this list. So, yeah, the next one, my fourth pick is Team Action. They are the one team on my list that has never held tag team gold. Now, Team Action, Ben Bateman, Andrew Guy. These two were they were on track, man. They had some ups and downs definitely, but I really do think that they could have they that they could have captured gold possibly even this year. I really I really do. But I, I understand you know with the whole anarchy thing, and you had Ben Bateman and Mark Riley, and they did fantastic, you know plowing through the tournament, you know just just losing in the in the in the, the actual title match against the Shire Wolves, uh, you know I understand why they decided to split up team action and keep who's the boss kind of rolling around. I'm interested to see what guy has in store for the season. Um and I'm also st- interested in what his punishment will be for uh tackling uh Bateman at the end of the, or uh at, during the spectacular. Uh we still haven't heard anything about that. He's been doing stuff. He's been here and there. So uh, I'm excited to see more from both of these guys, you know, in meal you know, both singles and in separate teams you know, to go from there. And then my top team, this is actually my... I didn't necessarily necessarily like them, but you cannot deny what they did. They are the greatest tag team of all time when it can, comes to the movie trivia showdown, and that is JTE and Jeff Snyder, the Patriots. They went 9-0 and before being... Uh, defeated by the uh, by above the line no other team has ever done that they have uh, so the record at the end ended up because they ended up having that rematch and so it ended up being nine and two which is still a fantastic record but being able as a team to go nine and oh is something special i don't honestly know if it'll ever be done again I'm kind of hoping that maybe the Shire Wolves will get there or at least get close even. But, yeah, the Patriots are definitely the top defunct team of the Movie Trivia Schmodown. Let me know uh, if you guys have any uh, teams that you'd put on the list. I do have a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, my first one is Six Degrees, which is Brian Chandler and Stacey Howard. I love them together. They always put on a great show. So, you know some like you know like a lot of teams they were kind of hit hit or miss but i i loved every time that they would come out and and and, and do their thing and it was, it was fantastic and i really i miss seeing Brienne in regular play often she's one of my favorites i absolutely love her so it, it, it's that's sad and that's why they had to be on my honorable mentions list and the other honorable mention is wolves of steel which is Clark Wolf and uh, Mark Riley. Now both of these teams are both of these uh, teammates have gone on to other teams. Uh, we have Clark Wolf and the Shire Wolves, and Mark Riley and Who's the Boss. And they uh, you know and they even recently fought each other at a you know in a tag team title match. So, you know, former teammates facing off, friends facing off. They were a great team. They were, you know, I feel like they are always just a step behind unfortunately you know unable to capture the gold um but the problem is so many other people couldn't capture the gold because of the patriots you know it wasn't until above the line kind of took them out that you know we weren't able to see anybody else so but the fact that they were able to get there they were on that level you know that says a whole lot and you know, so i i loved the wolves of steel It was a great it was a great name it was a great team name as well um but and then hey team names would be another good one to do at some other point because there are some real good team names out there but uh save that for another day um yeah so that that about wraps up everything uh for me for this episode of talking schmodown uh let me know what your top fives are in these categories you know you had uh, like i said we had the defunct teams we had uh entrance themes nicknames Announcers and wheel slices. Let me know what your top fives in all these categories are. Top down in the comments, and let me know. And uh, let me know, uh, you know, what you're excited for. Are you Are you signed up for the Patreon? Are you gonna watch the live show? You know, and make sure on the 25th to check out the Schmodown Awards. Uh, on next week's show, I'm going to be breaking down the uh, the Schmodown Awards. And, uh, you know talking about any news that pops up throughout the week and then I'll also be talking a little bit about um, the the live show I'm not gonna talk too much about it because uh, I, I can't go into spoilers or anything like that until the following episode because uh, then it'll be available to the public but you know I'll you know talk a little bit about it give my, a little bit of my thoughts here and there um, but yeah it'll, I think it'll be mainly focused on the schmodown awards. And then, like I said, any news that pops up throughout the week. So, you know, I'm Josh, the Merck Rayner, owner of uh, Merck with a Movie Blog. Please uh, follow me on social media. You can follow me personally at JP Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can go over and follow uh, Merck with a Movie Blog on Facebook at Merc with a Movie Blog, and on Twitter and Instagram. At Movie Blog Merc, and uh, check out my other uh, site that I run. I'm the editor in chief over at uh, DC Comics News. That's www.dccomicsnews.com. On all social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, at DC Comics News. And, you know, we give you all the you know latest news in the world of DC Comics, movies, TV, video games, uh, collectibles, everything we get. Uh, exclusive interviews with uh, you know stars of DC shows and movies and, and comic writers and comic artists and stuff like that. Uh, we do uh, comic book reviews, movie reviews, TV reviews, product reviews. We do it all. We do editorials. We do everything in the world of DC. If you are a DC lover, head on over to DC Comics News and make sure to uh, subscribe. I also have a podcast on Apple Podcast. It's just the DC Comics News Podcast Network. So, you know, subscribe to that and check uh, check us out. All right. Uh, and be sure to uh, get your tickets for uh, the, the live show, the live shows, uh, or, uh, yeah, the live stream for the live show. Make sure that you get your tickets for that. It's only two ninety nine. dollars It's great. And then, you know, just sign up for the Patreon. Get that $10 tier rocking. I think it's going to switch up to an $11 tier uh, next month, which is fine because you're still going to get. Every live show. So instead of paying $2.99 for, all, for each live show, just pay your 11 bucks and just rock it out. So if they have a bunch of you know multiple live shows during it, then boom, you get it. You also get early access to all the Inner Geekdom, Star Wars, and Teams matches, and uh, you know you get. I, th- I think it's a great deal. So if you love Schmodown, head on over and do that. Also, be sure to check out uh, triviaSD.com. Uh, for all your updated news and everything like that they do editorials and all kinds of fun stuff over there so be sure to check them out again this is josh the merc rainer and you have been talking schmodown